You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. We have, uh, it's me, Chase Brandon, and we have a new member of the podcast. Wait a minute. You just said it's me, Chase Brandon. So your name is Chase Brandon. It's, it's me, me, Chase it's Brandon. Me, Chase Brandon. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a new member. Okay. Um, well, so it's me, Greg Reynolds. Right, right. Chase Moffitt, Brandon Long. Our Brandon Long. Um... And we have a new member. This is Holiday Fire. Holiday right? Fire, yeah. And as opposed to the other one. Wow. Ooh, sounds oh, like a 4th of July fire. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more exciting than it's the old fire. a lot more poppy. Right. Man, there's this kind of a really funky sets the mood. Yeah, there's some echo Funky going echoing in the yeah. background. That's kind of weird. Turn that one down. Yeah. Anyway. Hope you um, enjoy the fire. So, for those of you that listen every day to this podcast, <laughs> yesterday you probably would have heard that we've had real nice weather lately in the Ogden area. Mm. 60s and and sunny and (laughs) really nice. Well, we are actually, we're recording on Tuesday, and so you're probably listening to this on Wednesday morning. It's the 3rd of December. Yeah, and uh, surprise, we had five feet of snow over the last week. (laughs) (laughs) How was your, how was digging out? Oh my gosh, it was... It was five feet. Well, no, it wasn't at my house. It was three and a half feet at my house. Yeah, that's yeah in, in November. Right. But, so Thanksgiving yeah. morning, we woke up, and I've got a big snowblower, one with big tracks and stuff on it, um, and uh, it was over the top of my snowblower. So can are they usable? Can you use the snowblower, or do you have to like dig a layer down or no, something? No, no, I could use it. Yeah. Luckily... So I don't know how I lucked out. I, I kind of, yeah, I was quite lucky when we bought the snowblower. We knew we were moving up to a place that got a lot of snow. We needed a snowblower. So I was looking on like KSL classifieds or whatever, trying to find a good one. And there was one that was a really nice one. It was like a, I don't know, 13 or $1,500 snowblower, like big tracks. It was a craftsman, whatever. It was a really big one. They were selling it for 250 bucks. It's like, and it looked brand new. So I called the guy up and was like, what's the deal with this one, yeah. this snowblower? And he said, well, it doesn't work and we're not sure why. Gas. So I asked questions. He said, I don't, I don't know. I've done everything I can think to do. I can't yeah. get it to start. He's like, but if you want to try, and he's like, I'm not much of a mechanic. I'm selling it for my mom. I didn't want to spend much time on it. Like 250 as is, if you want to try to get, it's like, uh yeah, I'm not real handy either, but I'll go for it. <laughs> so I bought it. I got home, pull out an owner's manual, or I look up an owner's manual online for that model, and I'm looking at the the picture of the snowblower on the computer and then, like, comparing it to the real one. Yeah. And trying to see, like, 
trying to kind of orient myself. And then I noticed that there's this little plastic, red plastic thing that is in the picture but is missing in real life. And so I look to find what it is, and it says kill switch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. or, or, or on off key or something like that, but it was like the kill switch. And so I looked it up on, like, I, Found it on Lowe's. Went it, drove into Lowe's, five bucks, bought the thing. Yeah. Stuck it in the little hole, this little plastic piece. Stuck it in the hole. Started right up. That's no crazy. Way. So that was wow. like $250 plus $5 little plastic key. And Smarter so anyway, than the rest there, yeah. And that thing is pretty powerful. So yeah. it was the first time that it's really been tested to, to full capacity. But I was snow blowing like 22 inches or something of snow. Wow. It was just going right through it. So, yeah, we had last week we had a eight inches, and then the next day like twenty two inches, and then the next day like another. No, we had. I'm trying to think. We had a lot Mo- of snow. Monday we had four inches, and then we had twelve inches, and then we had twenty two inches, and then we had like another five inches. So however much that is, but it was like forty plus inches in my house so i got a question for you yeah do you do you walk behind the snowblower in snowshoes because <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome no yeah. i don't actually but <laughs> but with all this snow i broke out the cross-country skis mm. and um problem is is there was no snow underneath this new pile of snow so i was walking out in the field behind our house and there's like this four feet of snow on top of weeds and so I was sinking down straight through the snow to the very bottom. And I'm like walking right on weeds <laughs> with the cross country. She's getting all tangled up in the weeds with like navel deep snow. <laughs> it was, uh, I, you know, I haven't heard navel deep in a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. It was uh it wasn't quite nipple deep, it, but it was navel deep. No, cuz that's deep. That's yeah. super deep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it was pretty awesome. It's a winter wonderland up there and and we got some good snow in Ogden too. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. we and yep, snow, basin, snow, here. snow basin got 51 inches in their storm total. Yeah, so. so they they reported 51, Powder Mountain reported 58. Wow. So, yeah, it's and it's coming down. You've been up there skiing a few times the last yep. few days. Yeah. It's been great. I went, uh, did snow basin Monday, so yesterday, and then I did a little tour this morning over in that area too. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, pretty awesome. But I'll tell you what, right now is not a day for, or not conditions, ideal conditions for cross country skis. It's, it's, it's snowshoe time right now. Snowshoe time. Yeah. So, okay. So hold off on the cross country skis. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because we really need to have a good base. Right now, you just you know sink right through and get yeah. tangled up in the weeds. They try to plow that, I know, at North Fork. You're right. But. Yeah, and this week, North Fork is supposed to be open, so skate skiers and cross-country skiers and stuff will be good there. Um, oh, my gosh. What the heck? <laughs> it's the Christmas fire. I thought is that you the were... Christmas fire? Yeah. I, I thought know. you were doing that. No, I wasn't doing that. I was... <laughs> Sorry. Are you that excited uh, for North Fork? I was so up? excited that it was. I wanted to put a little background <laughs> emphasis on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't know they were going to open this week. That's yeah, fast. That's so. really early. I wonder if that's one of the earliest they've ever opened. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I've never. I'm not aware of a storm like this in mm. November on Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's pretty darn early. Dumped on. So it's pretty cool. Um, the backcountry once this snow settles should have a pretty decent base to build on and. 
pretty exciting. Um, so anyway, let's talk about snowshoes a little bit. I love snowshoeing. Yeah. Like I love snowshoeing. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably one of the most avid snowshoers in Gear Thirty. It's um, it's just something that you know. I don't know. Take it nice and easy, and it's just like hiking. Right. But yeah. Well, it's sweet because nobody else goes snowshoeing. Well, not nobody, but you cut <laughs> it's the cool crowds. No one does it. <laughs> you cut the crowds by like ninety percent, and so it's like you've got the backcountry to yourself. Uh, it's not like hiking. Not like when you're out there in the summer and you got like. Um, a mix of your very enthusiast people who hike all the time along with uh, recreational people along with people you can tell have never hiked like hardly ever and then you got some hooligans out there too unfortunately in the summertime you have people who just are up to like looking they're bored and they're like let's go hike this trail and they're just up there like being kids or whatever you know goofing around Um, and you don't that all goes away it all goes away you only have people who own snowshoes basically or, uh, you know, when it gets packed down, people will run the trails. And But for the most part, but it's your you're pretty, avid outdoors people. Yeah, pretty avid outdoorsy people, um, and which makes um, uh, the Wheeler Creek to Icebox Canyon is more beautiful in the winter than it is in the summer. It's just a, a gorgeous back there. The there's not It's not a big hill. It's not a lot of altitude to climb or anything. And so it makes for a nice... A nice snowshoe um but there's places all i mean green pond is a really fun and that one's pretty popular uh, right there below snow basin it's a fun place to go uh, green pond and you can go to back into the pond that's frozen in the winter time um yeah it's there, there's a lot of places around here i've even snowshoed up uh skyline skyline south right and then of course you can snowshoe north fork and and that whole area um but yeah, there's there's a lot of places to go. You can do the, I mean, right now you can probably do the Bonneville shoreline. I mean, it's we have that much snow, so right. a lot of times in the winter that just turns into trail runners once it's packed down with spikes. But um, as far as you want to talk about the different kinds of snowshoes, I mean, there's a few different manufacturers. You know a little something about Fimblevetter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know a little bit. Yeah, the backstory to that. Yeah, there, yeah, that was an inside joke. Um, but there's a lot of uh, like. It's funny because there's a few different, like, there's even, like, foam ones out there. Like, there's some random kinds of snowshoes. And, and when if, you, if you're still thinking of the giant spoon-shaped, uh, what is what was that fabric? Like a bamboo-type yeah. you know, wood I mean, they, or bamboo. Yeah, they use, like, rawhide and, and willow or something yeah. like that. Uh, I guess you could probably find those, but um, you don't have to right. use those anymore. It's been maybe... 50 years or so (laughs) yeah 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 so so what just a minute i'm getting the mics kind of saggy mac and droopy getting some droopy Droopy mic mic. here a little better yeah so um so what kind of snowshoes do you have what what do you like to use well i have the eastons and unfortunately they don't make them anymore those are the best absolutely love the eastons um there's some technology in those that People just don't use. For instance, the front points are at a 45 instead of straight down. I love that. I use them to kick steps in on steep sections every now and then. Right. Um, it has an independent. The middle bar is not connected, so it's, it yeah, it's flexes. On a hinge system, yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes walking over uneven terrain very nice. 
Also has grips on the side so you don't slide, slide down side heel. And then it's a teardrop shape. So you have a left and a right shape. And your your step, your instep fits inside the other one. So as you take a step, you know, it, it drops inside your forward foot. And so you have more of a normal, natural hiking or walking uh, gait. Gait, yeah, versus a you know spread out wide or whatever. Um, and then finally, the, the mo- and one of the most important things is their one pull. Um, what do you call the the binding binding system? Yeah. One pull on, kind of one pull off. It gets a little clunkier on the way off, but one pull on. Like put your foot in, pull it, you're in. I don't know if their patent is still good. But if someone doesn't rip that off soon, I'll be surprised because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, my wife also has Easton snowshoes, and um, unfortunately, they're not making them anymore. And I wish I wish they were because they are awesome. They're super cool. Yeah. But they actually, Easton ripped off Atlas on their binding systems. Well, what's Atlas doing then? So Atlas makes awesome snowshoes, and they're the closest thing to Easton. Mm. There was Easton was like... It's like they ripped off Atlas and then took it to the next level. Yeah. Because I thought the hinge system, how they did it, um, was a little nicer than what what, um, Atlas does. And the the ones that you have, I think, the aren't the the crampon, isn't it split? So it'll actually pivot. You're right. Yeah, I have the backcountry. And we also have a set of the tours, too. Talk about a set of the tours. Um, Yeah, you're right. And so they'll they kind are. of pivot. And, but what's cool is just with those Eastons, they they just really adjust really well to the terrain so that you're, it's way more comfortable. It's a lot less strain and stress on the ankles and other things. And um, You can run in those things. Yeah. Yeah, they're way cool. So, But Atlas is probably the, the best like tube and decking style snowshoes that I'm aware of out there. I would have said Easton was, but Easton and Atlas are so similar. And the bindings are almost identical. Mm-hmm. Um, so Easton actually, yeah, they ripped off Atlas. Atlas makes some great stuff. Uh, but then I think they did make them just a, a step better even. So I thought they were really cool. Um, so Atlas, Easton are kind of the big, our favorite, uh, my favorite, I would say, tube and decking snowshoes. There's also tubs and there's, Red Feather and some of the other brands out there too. Um, Crescent Moon's another one. But then MSR is probably our best seller, right? Yeah, they're the most popular in the industry. Uh, Everyone, if you go to rent snowshoes or something, you probably rented MSRs. Right. Yeah, and I think MSRs were the first ones I ever used um, that were like a modern snowshoe. Yeah. Plastic. Right. They're made of plastic. The, The original MSRs were made of plastic now they have a variety of kinds they've got a it's not a tube and decking but it's a metal frame and decking snowshoe in their lightning series they have the um uh i think their strap systems are similar to still right like three three over the middle and one around the back yeah and they've come out with a, a variety of innovative binding systems uh, but I found that the most comfortable for me are still kind of this three-strap mm-hmm. systems. Um, so, what's the what's the one that's the plastic and metal combo kind of the Revo? Frame? The Revo, that's right. Couldn't remember the name. So the Revo, that, those are a cool one. They kind of offer the um, some of the durability benefits of the Lightning. Well, well actually, like the metal 
the metal frame of the Lightning plus the plastic decking of the um, Denali's or the Evos or whatever they call the plastic ones these days. They call the Evos now? The Evo, uh, yeah, yeah. Used, used to be called the Denali's back in the day, and then they had the Denali Evo, and now I think they just call them Evo, all Evo. Evo, and then Evo. like the Evo Ascent. Right. And the Revo. Yeah, so um, for a du- from durability standpoint and just like bomb-proof standpoint, I don't think you can beat MSR. They just make... That's why they're number one stuff. in rental fleets right. everywhere. Right. And they're not super heavy. They're pretty lightweight. Um, yeah, they're good. They're good shoes. Yeah. And then there's Fimblevetter. <laughs> they. Fimble who? <laughs> Fimble what? Fimblevetter. <laughs> wow. They should, <laughs> they should hire you. They should yeah. hire you. You could be their marketing <laughs> specialist. Um, so my experience with Fimblevetter is. Um, quite extensive. Um, <laughs> not really. Well, I've got a, I own a pair and I've used them for the last few years and I really like them. Which ones do you own? Uh, they, the massive pair or the smaller the hike? S- the smaller hike ones. Okay. Um, which I think are cool. They're kind of the most aggressive ones as far as traction and everything. And they float. There's so much float even in those small ones. Yeah. Uh, get the big ones and I, man, The only problem I had with them is I walked out of them once. Yeah. The, I didn't, yeah, the, I didn't the tighten down tight. the binding enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Fimblevetter, um, <laughs> so back when we first brought him in, I had written an order for Fimblevetter <laughs> for what I thought was like 18 pairs. Six of them were going to go in like a rental fleet, and then 12 of them we were going to sell on our sales floor. But I misread the order form. My favorite part was you trying to figure it out. Because <laughs> we, how many pals did we get? It was like 18 pallets. <laughs> no, it wasn't 18 no. pallets. It was, I think it was four pallets. It was though. like, yeah, it was like 150 pairs of snowshoes. I thought we were getting 18 and we got like... 18 and we got 150. Like 150. So slightly it like, off. It was like two or three pallets worth. It was a lot. And they were shipped, they shipped from Scandinavia. Like, and... <laughs> Luckily, that company, man, they were they bailed us out. There's not a whole lot time. of people around here who carry Fimblevetter. You can't just be like, oh, I will <laughs> right. take it to the shop down the street. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they bailed uh, us out. I don't think they were pleased, and so of course they you, wouldn't be. But you were so perturbed because uh, I remember you were looking like, uh, don't know. <laughs> like, did you order that many? And and I knew that you knew that you didn't. Right. But you couldn't figure out, like, well, I, mu- I must have because that many showed up. Like, how did, how did they ship this many Fimblevetters to one store in the United well, States? And I even had to get on the phone with a guy and have him walk me through the order form. Because I was, like, looking at him, like, look, I've ordered 18. He's like, no, you ordered 18 boxes. Like, or yeah. 18 sets of... Something. Like 18 cases. Six yeah. or something. We some, even got I don't those... Know abominable snowman size oh, ones yeah, where they're like 14 you can put feet long or 500 pounds on there and not sink in snow. Yeah. Those are amazing. They, yeah. I don't know how you walk in them. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, I was dumbfounded. I thought this, I thought was going to be like a, a $1,500 order <laughs> and it turned into, or like a $2,000 order and it turned into like a $20,000 order or something. I yeah. was just like, oh man. Anyway, they 
they bailed us out. I mean, they bent over backward to take care of us. And for that, I will ever for forever be grateful. I, I really, they're a great company. They were great to work with. Um, it was my mistake and it was a big mistake and they really did me a huge favor. So they, uh, they helped us. And I don't think we have situation. any in the shop. We don't have any in our rental fleet anymore, do we? Do we sell them all? Did we, I think we sold them all. Did yeah. we? Um, they just, but they're, but I got a pair of the hikes, and the only complaint I have, well, there's like two complaints I have, and then I've got about 30 positive things to say about them. One is the binding system. It's good, but it's not as convenient as some of the others. It's a little too simplistic or yeah, something. I mean, they wanted to make a binding system that, because they made them for the military, um, like like Norwegian military or something oh, really? like that for special forces. So they wanted them to be super simple and like bomb proof, not fail in the backcountry. And so they wanted to, so they used just normal webbing that you can find anywhere um, in case something, you know, fails, you can right. put new webbing in. Um, I mean, my my snowshoe, I think, is made up a total of like 12 pieces, and that includes all bolts uh, and, and nuts and bolts that hold it together. And that's the more complicated. do infield repairs. Yeah. yeah. And that's the more complicated of the two. The, the other one, the slightly bigger version, I think, is like four pieces total or something ridiculous. Um, so they're way cool that way. The complaint I have, though, the, okay, the binding's less convenient than, like, the Easton's or the Atlas ones or even the MSR's. But the other thing is they're a little bit wider than all the other snowshoes. Yeah, so your when stance I, is wider. So when I, even when I'm walking, it feels pretty normal um, because the way, th where you place the foot, your foot, and the way that they shape it, it feels pretty natural to walk in them. But if I get on a trail that's been packed by other snowshoers, um, they're wider. You're breaking trail on the side. It's really yeah, weird and, and it uncomfortable. Feels, yeah, it feels awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. So if I'm off the trail, they're like the best snowshoes around. And they said there's a reason for that. Be, I mean, because I guess where they're from where they're made uh there's not trails like they just yeah, go up just, the side of hills or right. whatever and so here where there's established trails and we didn't really know this or think about this they're they don't work as well be right because like you said the grooves are set in by these narrower snowshoes and all of a sudden the fimble vetters were annoying because you're knocking the side hill down with every step right yeah so when i would go out snowshoeing with my wife i would just say just let me break trail yeah. Like the first time I've ever just wanted to break trail <laughs> because it was more comfortable. And, yeah. but the thing is I would stay up higher on the snow and then everybody behind me was like sinking down lower because my fimble vetters floated better. Yeah. But, and I'd also make a wider track and everything. So people were, I don't know, they, they were cool. They're cool for just exploring the back country, a little less cool for hiking on established trails. Do you know how, well, do you know how you know when it's uh, touring season, ski tour season? Do you know how to tell when snowshoes get put away? No, Chase falls asleep in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> we're we're having this great conversation about snowshoes, and Chase cannot do it, dude. He's like, you know what time? It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. It's nap time. I was up. I was up at four o'clock. Yeah, with tour, ski touring. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his eyes closed. I'm like, we're going to lose him, dude. We are going to lose Chase. <laughs> like, spice this thing up a little bit. Mm. How <laughs> many How many times have you snowshoed in your life? Are you life, a snowshoer? Chase? I've snowshoed like 
maybe five or six times. Have you? So not a ton. I'm kind of like people ask me all the time they come to the shop are you are you into snowshoeing and i i can talk about it and i know all the like the the mechanics of it and what it's fun but if there's enough snow to snowshoe then there's enough snow to, to ski, ski. that's exactly yeah. where i'm at so want to know when i go snowshoeing when it's a date and <laughs> it's, it's cold outside yeah. and i need something to do so no killer idea uh take a look at your moon calendars okay and mm. when it's a full moon snowshoe full moon and for those of you who are like to partake in the adult beverages, uh, my I think it was my my aunt who's in her eighties now. She brought like a camelback, right? Like a bladder. She brought a bladder of red wine with us on a. I won this one. It was like two three years ago. We did North Fork at night, full moon. And we get to like we're like all the way in there as far as we want to go, to, ready to turn around. And Aunt Lois pops out this bladder of red wine. Pretty sure it, it might have been my mom, but I think it was my aunt Lois. Uh, yeah, so I'm like, okay, these, all right, don't mess with the old ladies. They know what they're doing. Yeah, here. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah mm. they're with it. But you, but that's a fun date idea. It's a fun yeah. thing to do with your kids too, like because it it's yeah. dark at five for crying out loud. Yeah. You can go out at seven or eight p.m. and the moon's up. It's not that late, and um, it's it's a you know, it's uh, it is a lot fun of fun. To, yeah. I enjoy it. Like you said, a great family activity. MSR, I believe Atlas, they'll make like small kids snowshoes. Yeah. Um, we rent them if you don't want to. Yeah. It's expensive to invest in it as well for your kids. If your kids are going to hate it, but it is, a, it's an enjoyable activity. It's a good exercise. I, we always, I've gone with some friends and we'll take jet boils and make some hot chocolate mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun. It's a way to get out because I mean, it can be harder to get out if you don't ski in the winter um, you can do that we make uh, hot apple cider at home put it in a thermos you know there you go your uh, hydro flask or whatever and then you mm-hmm. have something hot on the way so it, yeah it's it's fun to do that kind of a thing and it it's like hiking or backpacking you can't do it wrong yeah. right you just, like, go. You just go what do you do you need special stuff well, not really i mean warm, you need you need clothes. boots that you can walk in and that's probably the hardest thing is a lot of time, those big Sorel, the big giant boots are a little too big or heavy. Right. Um, you need just a, a snow boot, a waterproof snow boot. Uh, but I've I hiked in. I had some full leather hiking boots, um, the Zamberlins that I snowshoed in for years, just because they're water. They're Gore-Tex. They're mm-hmm. waterproof and they were so comfortable. I you know hike for miles in them, so snowshoeing wasn't a big deal. I want to try. Um, the the tall versions of these what do i got on here um oh, the, the Salewa. Salewa's. Alp, i have the Salewa uh soft Alp, shoe though it's a but it's a gore-tex and i was snow sh- uh, shoveling snow the other day and like it, they don't get wet so mm-hmm. i thought i wonder if these would work for for snowshoeing I I i'm gonna would. give it a shot yeah totally yeah, yeah it's it's fun i enjoy it uh the skiing kind of yeah, bring up I mean, some gloves uh, a backpack because once you start hiking, you're gonna delayer. You're gonna start out freezing, and you're gonna take your coat end, off. You'll be naked. You're gonna be like, yeah, yeah. B- pretty much naked snowshoeing <laughs> this Sunday. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Me well, at uh, I was always told to start at a deficit, and that's definitely starting at a deficit. So <laughs> yeah, just, you know. yeah. So just just kidding about the naked snowshoeing. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> Nobody, nobody <laughs> please, needs to see that. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the cool thing about snowshoeing. If you can walk, you can snowshoe. I 
definitely suggest poles. I mean, you don't have to have poles, but it sure is convenient, especially if you get into deeper snow, to have some hiking poles. It really is oh, nice, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, your light lightweight uh, day pack and a couple extra layers in your pack. Start out on the chilly side and be comfortable or start out warm and then de-layer uh, about, de about five minutes in. Um, but, yeah, so I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? What other things? So you've got... So some Bring people, some snacks. yeah, snacks. So one thing I noticed when when I go snowshoeing with people who haven't done it before is they always bring big, thick ski gloves. Does it feel like there's mm -hmm. an earthquake? I thought the same thing. Yeah, it kind of does. Like, why does the ground keep shaking? Oh, kind of weird. Know. Yeah, yeah, could be. Maybe it is. Yeah. Um, so one thing I noticed is that some people will bring big ski gloves because yeah. it's like, oh, it's cold outside, but when you're hiking, when you're snowshoeing, man, you just don't need it. Like, maybe throw some ski gloves in your backpack just in case. If, but you, if you have, like, those thinner, like, uh, driving gloves kind of a right. thing. That's like thin soft shell right. glove yep. or, light, like, lightweight thin leather glove. That's plenty. And if you're concerned, throw some warm gloves in your backpack. But I rarely, uh, I mean, half the time if I'm out snowshoeing and I'm hiking up a hill, I don't even have gloves on. I have just bare hands because yeah, you do work up a sweat a, a bit bring your you cell phone uh for you know emergencies but um take pictures yeah share with selfies yep do the things it <laughs> didn't happen if you don't selfie it yeah <laughs> tag us at gear underscore three zero yeah come into the shop if you got any questions on snowshoe and we'll get you out there we, we'll, we'll help you out um come see us yeah um it's cool i think that's it any anything to add you guys all righty cool well, thanks for joining us today for this podcast uh, if you are in the Ogden area, get out and enjoy this new snow. If you're not in the Ogden area, uh, get out and enjoy whatever conditions you're dealing <laughs> with. I'm going to say, don't come here. <laughs> <But that> was, <laughs> stay where you're okay, at. Stay where you're at. Uh, the snow's always better in Salt Lake, and so stay out of our backcountry. Ah. Just, just kidding. <laughs> you're I'm not, just kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's always a little truth. Not I just kidding felt, at all. Yeah, I just felt a little, a little truth bit bad. It came out meaner that than I meant so it funny. to be. <laughs> Um, but yes, if you, uh, if you're looking for some good backcountry area, the cottonwoods are great and, um, <laughs> and we'll He's just, not lying. they are, they are great. Um, and we'll keep Ogden to ourselves. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed our podcast, um, please click subscribe. Also leave us a friendly review, please. And, um, five star that allows, that helps other people find us as well and boosts our, our ratings in iTunes or wherever else and people can find us. So we do appreciate that. Or you're welcome to share um, these podcasts on your various social media platforms. Yeah, tell a friend. I think it's National Tell a Friend yeah. Day every day. We do <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. You can visit our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And like us on Facebook and uh that's it let's see so, we've got it's a holiday season yeah we have probably holiday promotions going on um yeah in the next month yeah so uh this week uh this week of the shop um we have up to 25 percent off select rab and 15 percent off select black diamond um i think gloves and uh, uh but gloves Sweet. i don't know if it's on any, yeah um, so your wrap and your black diamond is on sale this week only. So it will end um, December, whatever the first 
eighth. Next Sunday. Eighth? Yep, the eighth. It'll cool. end on the eighth. So. And then we'll move to um, ski and snowboard hard goods next week. So this this is a good reminder. So if you're listening, you can kind of plan out your shopping. Ski and snowboard hard goods are on sale uh, the ninth through the the eight, following Sunday. Following Sunday, yeah, fifteen percent off. And then if you get like the whole the whole shebang there, skis, boots, binding, we'll, we'll give you a little, little something something off, maybe twenty percent. Um, and then we'll go um, a week right before Christmas. So now you're panicking. Now you don't know what to do. So now you're going to go home and buy. So now everything goes to the right track. Right.